Vox Quick Hits. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Flying sucked before the pandemic. It sucked during the pandemic. And if even possible, it's about to suck even more. Millions of people are excited to travel again. But when they do, they're encountering chaotic scenes at the airport. Lines, delays, and some rowdy fellow passengers. The airline industry was slammed by the pandemic, so it's understandable it would take some time to get flying back in order now that things are opening back up. But does it have to be this bad? Terry Nguyen, a reporter for The Goods, is here to explain. So, Terry, I haven't flown since April, but I probably will be flying soon. What should I expect at the airport? What's going on right now? The short answer is that it is very chaotic right now. Airports are extremely crowded. People are traveling again nearly at pre-pandemic rates, even though business and international travel haven't picked back up yet. Airlines have been canceling flights. Customers have been dealing with longer wait times and experiencing significant flight delays. American Airlines recently announced their plan to cancel hundreds of flights throughout July as a result of weather and a lack of workers. Also, if you're going to be at the airport, um, some airports don't have their concession stands or restaurants fully opened. So it would not be great if you were stranded. Right. So basically stuck at the airport, no airport bar to spend your time in. Yeah, basically travel is back, but not the great parts about it, like sitting at an airport bar and relaxing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So why is this happening? I mean, because I guess if airlines are saying that they can't get this together for July, like why is it taking so long to get this together? Across the country, various industries and sectors have been struggling with a labor shortage. It's affected, you know, retail stores, restaurants, other service industry jobs, and the travel industry hasn't been immune to that. They were actually one of the industries that were hardest hit with COVID. They accounted for, I think, 39% of all U.S. job losses. So bringing back those people will be challenging. There's also, you know, the extra layer of security clearance and also training. Um, And on the behalf of airlines, they've cut around 90,000, like, full-time positions at the end of 2020. So it's going to take some time for them to uh, recover and operate at the rate they were before COVID. When you say 39% of all U.S. job losses from COVID, that's the entire travel and leisure sector, right? Not just airlines. Yeah, it's not just airlines. So it includes, you know, folks who work at hotels. But if you're planning to be a traveler, this impacts your entire travel experience. Mm -hmm. And 90,000 people, even in airlines, is a lot of people. 
Yeah, I think as a traveler, you don't really recognize the labor that goes into making sure a flight goes smoothly. We kind of think about, oh, we go through security, we, you know, sit and wait, but there are like all sorts of people, you know, handling bags, cleaning the cabin that aren't really accounted for top of mind when you're just a customer. We've heard a lot about supposed labor shortages across various industries. Do we know what's causing it in airlines and elsewhere? Yeah, there really isn't a clear explanation as to why we're undergoing this so-called labor shortage. The Washington Post kind of described it as this reassessment of work um, as people like consider changing their field of work or maybe they want to work more remotely. They want maybe a more stable job, especially after you know the ups and downs of the pandemic. Um, and maybe they just don't want to be as public facing because a lot of, you know, we've heard this from retail and restaurant workers that people have become more hostile, especially with mask mandates. And so there are a host of reasons as to why airline workers, particularly those who make lower wages, uh, don't want to go back to work. Before reading your story, I had never really thought about how airlines and airports employ people, like whether it was the airport employing people or the airline or some third party. What does this whole structure look like? So increasingly, airlines and airports have worked with uh, third party vendors to bring in subcontractors. But there are still a significant number of people who are directly employed by the airlines themselves. Um, I think not a lot of passengers are aware of these different vendors uh, that are outsourced for these types of labor, like cleaning, food services, baggage handling. And these vendors independently negotiate agreements with the airline, you know, which determines how workers are paid and the benefits they receive. And a a source I spoke to, someone who is from the uh, service employees union, described it as sort of a disconnected system of work with uh, no standard wages. And it's a situation that, you know, airlines have relied on, especially since they've suffered from so many losses over the past year. Right. And so are these the people who maybe are more hesitant to go back to work? Are those the jobs that they're having a hard time filling or at least some of the problem? Airline executives haven't really been clear as to what type of labor shortage they're facing. I know American Airlines in their press release kind of mentioned that the vendors don't have enough employees. And so, you know, vendors hire out food service workers, maybe cabin cleaners, maybe some maintenance workers. But there's also been discussions about a flight crew shortage, like a potential pilot shortage on the horizon. And so there are a variety of forces and a variety of workers that keep airline operations running smoothly. Unfortunately, there haven't been a lot of, you know, clarity as to what really is the problem. But I think it's safe to assume that this is happening across the board. In May, the TSA sent out a memo to its office workers saying that, hey, we might need you all to assist with security at airports because, you know, a hundred of the most crowded airports in the country are, you know, suffering from uh, staffing shortages of security workers. So that would mean people usually working in the office are now working like the security line? Well, I don't think they're exactly working in the security line, but they're expected to help assist in some way. Very uncertain, but, you know, it does point to just this lack of people who need to perform these tasks. And I've also heard from uh, passengers that security lines are very, very long. So that does make some sense. And some passengers are getting really rowdy as well, right? Like we've all seen those stories about people freaking out on airlines lately. 
Yes, it's gotten extremely worse. I think, you know, the Federal Aviation Kind of Council has received an unprecedented amount of complaints from flight crew dealing with unruly passengers. Uh, So it's also kind of a post-COVID thing in which people are frustrated. They might not want to wear masks. And, you know, the people working in the aircraft or for the airlines are understaffed. And maybe not eager to go back to work with that population. Yeah, definitely not, especially when so many of these jobs are public-facing. I guess my question is, the airlines got a lot of money from stimulus packages, right? Like billions of dollars. Where did that money go if it didn't necessarily go to their workers? Airlines were given billions of dollars in aid first in April and again in December. And this was extended both to the airlines and some of the contractors that they work with to bring back employees by a certain date or to keep them on payroll for a period of time. You know, there's many kind of layers to this. Uh, Thousands of workers in contracted positions who weren't offered this aid didn't have the same protections. But there's also been this fear among workers, especially those in like lower wage positions, that after this set period of time in which they're expected to be on payroll, airlines might lay them off. Recently, United Food Service workers were protesting, I think, in April based off an announcement from United that they were looking into other third party vendors to do kind of in-house catering. And so that's an example of you know airlines receiving this money, keeping workers on until a set period of time and then potentially laying them off so they could keep costs down. I mean, the airline industry is not known for being super generous with its workers Or it's customers, right? No, definitely not. Uh, Customers also have to pay more in uh, fees, you know, for luggage, uh, for priority boarding. So it is confusing at this time why they're kind of explaining this diminished passenger experience to labor shortage. It kind of makes it seem like the airlines are immune from this blame and frustration from customers, when in fact a lot of these practices that they've had in place for years, even before COVID, have kind of contributed to this struggle to get workers back. So is there a solution to this at all? It's challenging. Union leaders I've spoken with said that they've been really successful at the city level lobbying for, you know, $12, $15 minimum wage for workers. And in that sense, they can raise workers' wages and guarantee them benefits if it's codified in, you know, the city's laws. But although travel is back, the airline industry is still suffering from the losses of the past year. And so, In a way, I do expect them to figure out ways to like cut corners and maximize their profits. So it's hard to figure out if there is like fundamental change possible as to how airline workers are treated. Well, I guess we're in for some miserable travel experiences now as we head back to the airport. Thanks for being here, Terry. Yeah, thanks for having me. Terry Nguyen is a reporter at The Goods by Vox. And you can find her on Twitter at Terry GT Nguyen. I'm Emily Stewart, and this is Tell Me More. Our producer is Sophie Lalonde. You can find more stories from Vox in the Vox Quick Hits feed wherever you get your podcasts. 